point David Letterman attracted this, but David Letterman interacting with a person out of their fucking mind, there's just so many videos of it, and it's only him. <laughs> and I love it, dude. There's just, dude, there's so many of them. There's just well, so him, Stern did the same thing, except Stern would bring back the same eight people that were out of their mind because he knew he knew how to interact with them. But Letterman, whenever somebody would get famous for being crazy, like, oh, Tamon's famous now? Bring her on. Let's have Tamon on. <laughs> let's find out what she's about. Uh, let's see. Oh, dude. You know what I want to talk to you about? This is a, this is a drastic change in topic. This is just a thing that I finally If you say 9-11 one more time, I swear to God. Inside job, man. Inside job. Uh perpetrated by the Jews. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I can say that I'm Jewish. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I finally got around to watching that. Actually, whenever people say fucked up shit and they're like, I can say it because I'm this. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Can you? No, so, no, that just means you're hateful. And like, yeah, it's like your window into it. Yeah. Part of me does. Uh, no, I don't want to get sidetracked on 9 Although, we got to go to our sponsor. Uh, guys, this episode is brought to us by Kanish Delish. Uh, <laughs> every, every Kanish, super delish from us. Uh, their slogan is, shut up, Nate. <laughs> All right, I don't know what that's about, dude, but okay, cool, we're back. Thanks. Uh, hey, uh, by the way, I just, if you guys do end up picking up some uh, Delish Kanishes on the Delish Kanish website, please use my discount code. Uh, the 9-11 did. was an inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to... Okay, dude. All right. I finally got around to watching the, the, the song Wet Ass Pussy. And I saw the radio... It's actually editing. our second sponsor is uh, Wet Ass Pussies. Guys, takes a licking, keeps on ticking, I think is what the slogan is. Okay, back at you, Nate. Uh, thank you. So I you heard the radio I, edit. I heard the radio edit, and they were saying instead of wet ass push pussy, uh, wet and gushy, which to me is uh, describing <laughs> describing a wet pussy as gushy is kind of gross to me. Not yeah, no, gross. it's a gross it's the right it's... word, but like. If you're taking two different, if, 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 I don't understand how one is too offensive to say and the other one is fine. They're like, well, I don't want my kids to hear wet ass. Because. I don't want them to think of a woman's vagina as a, a wet and gushy. It's weird. It weirds me out, man. I don't understand how one is better than the other. You're completely correct, but we do live in a world where context means nothing, swear words define it. They're like, no, 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 we have our list of words you can't say. <laughs> and you're like, oh, cool, but this is clearly a worse thing to say in context. You're like, you got us there. It's on the radio, though. You know, like, <laughs> it's like the censor just like, man, well, what can you do? They walked around us. Yeah, they <laughs> got like, <laughs> like, clearly, if you guys had one job, is to be able to be, hear that and go, ah, still no. You know what? This song's just not on the radio. Yeah. Well, they're probably having a tough time uh, selling the fact that people can't handle Cardi B saying wet-ass pussy on the radio. 
and what is currently on our TV is better because that shit is nuts. It is. Although, like, I'm trying to think, like, in 15 years, that song just might be on a commercial. Yeah, <laughs> For, like, Gushers or something? Oh, fuck. I would totally buy a, a Pussy Juice Flake Gusher. I wasn't saying that we were going to go completely Gwyneth Paltrow. I was just thinking it would be just completely out of context. As if whoever bought it has no idea what it's initially coming from. And they're just like, yeah, remember that Wedding Gushy song when we were little kids? That works out I, great for our product now. I fucking guarantee you if, puss, if Gwyneth Paltrow pussy flavored Gusher crossed Gwyneth Paltrow's desk at group, that shit would come out. That shit will be on the internet immediately. You'll find out if you see Gwyneth Paltrow pussy flavored Gushers on the group website, she listens to your podcast, guaranteed. I think we should actually just pitch this. Yo, why give the money to Gwyneth Paltrow already be out there blowing the internet up? I agree. I would rather have a Cardi B pussy flavored. Actually, I was just talking this morning. I think it's bizarre how much I would not want to actually hang out and be around Cardi B. But how much I would love, I love watching her internet videos and hearing her talk like a crazy person. Yeah. I think I'm that way with almost every, anybody, I feel like anybody who's famous, I would not like hanging out with almost. There's got to be somebody. There's got, there does have to be somebody. When I was a kid, I, it was like a dream to hang out with Norm MacDonald or like um, Conan O'Brien. I was like, those could be my friends. Yeah. Dude, uh, Except I, for the fact that they're like, why are we hanging out with a 12-year-old kid? <laughs> I, dude, I would bet you anything Conan O'Brien would be cool as hell, actually. I'm willing to bet. I know a group of people that I met him and all say nice things. Mm-hmm. I, it's like that's, so when I think like to that, you're like, no, I do think some celebrities would make good friends. Yeah. Dude, I had this weird thing once where there was like a person who was quasi-famous who like came in to produce one of our records and the experience was a fucking nightmare. Like a, like a. Was it the Catch Me Outside girl? Yeah, she was producing a record, man. And I was like, ah, man, you're eight years old right now. You're too young to be doing this. Um, it's like, you want to get scratched in the face? And you're like, never mind. <laughs> but her mom was still out there trying to sell her sexiness. So, you know, uh, who yeah. knows? But sure. It was a bad experience working with um, Bad Baby as a producer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that her name? Yeah. No, it wasn't Bad Baby. It was uh, some rock and roll dude. And uh, he was like, tune this guitar for me. And I was like, uh, tune my guitar for you to show me something on my record? You tune it, dude. Like, I'm not, I'm not getting orders, orders barked at me on my record that I'm recording. You know, and he's like, oh, fucking walk. It turned into this whole fucking bummer thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the early life lessons that, like, your your rock and roll idols most likely suck. Um, but anyways, like... Well, yeah, that's part of the problem. I feel like there's genres of people that just can't be good friends. And I think yeah. uh, the ones that are allowed to be divas and people allow them to be divas is definitely one of them. Oh, Yeah. Oh, and he was allowed. Like, so it, it turned into this whole thing where, like, eventually one of my friends was friends with him. He was, he was like, why don't you talk to him and, like, work out your problem? Which was 
in my mind, I'm like, wow, it's really big of him to like, talk to just a normal person about this thing. And then like when I explained like why I was upset about him just like barking orders at me on my record to tune a guitar, he kind of showed up late and like didn't care and was like, you shouldn't really smoke in a studio. It's, it's kind of disrespectful unless it's your studio, you know, and he was just doing all that shit. And so when I told him all this shit, he was like, man, why are you just insulting me? I was like, okay, I don't know how to talk to you, dude. I'm just trying to explain. Hey, anyways, I don't know the, how many times have I said anyways? Are you keeping track? Uh, we actually have a drinking game going for this. What is it? Every time you say anyways, take a drink. That's oh. what drinking games are. Can I bear my soul to you right now? Please. Um, I hadn't eaten, or I'd eaten normally, and I hadn't pooped in like two days. And so before this podcast, I was like, you know what I'm going to do, man? I'm going to give myself diarrhea on purpose. And so what I did... No, this is a... Okay. I just had to process everything you said. Continue. Continue. Okay. So yeah. I I went to 7-Eleven and I got uh, not not one of the like personal bags of Doritos, like a normal bag of Doritos, like a grocery store size bag of Doritos, not a gas station bag of Doritos. Yeah. So I got a, a grocery store. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. So it's like the 325. Yeah. And I also got um, the, the tall boy of like the sweetest Arizona iced tea they had. Worked like a charm, honestly. Right on schedule. Like, I seriously downed it at probably 4.30. I was diarrheaing by 5.30. And now I feel great. And in lockdown as long as you have? I don't think you're allowed to say right on schedule anymore. There's no more schedule for you. There's only one true schedule. And it's how quickly after eating sugary and savory junk food do I diarrhea. That's the only schedule I've got left. <laughs> that is so gnarly. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's so gross. It really, it takes me back to being a kid in Arizona, but like before I even considered, is this healthy? You know, when you just eat, it's like, that's good. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like how that goes in my mouth. Like when you're like, that was your only worry about eating. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I like part of me misses that. And then part of me like every now and then will do that. And then I don't miss it for like another year where you're like, oh, no, no. There's consequence to eating now. Oh, yeah. You feel terrible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely disgusting. Oh, I don't know what did it to me. Let me ask you, what do you think is going to happen first? Do you think you're going to go back into regular society first? Or do you think you're going to run out of money first? I think I'll run out of money first. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think so, too. I think you're going to run out of money first. I'm, like, not good at being a professional. And that's kind of a cop-out. Like, I could probably figure out how to be a better professional, work on it. But, like, I don't want to. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, But I'm always the first one to get shit-canned because I'm also always the first one. Like, if somebody says something like, hey, uh, you know, they're not going to, like, fix our big roll-up door. So... So just like try and tell them just like a story about how it makes your life hard. Like I'm the idiot who will write a big, long, stupid, made up story about a roll up door and send it to the entire company. 
uh, you know, and then I, I'll mm-hmm. get my immediately. <laughs> I'm a shitty professional, man. It's not a world that I like existing in. Sorry. It reminds me of a coworker. I was saying that story reminds me of a coworker I used to have named you. Uh, yeah. And uh, he, bosses feel isolated on their own island. The bosses are the ones that can fire you. You got to make them feel comfortable in the same room with you. And you're like, why? And <laughs> yeah, man. Why, dude? Why? Pardon me, because like you know, now that like they're like they fired a bunch of people and like they're thinking about rehiring some people. I was like, I would be curious when I bring back Nate to see now that all the bosses are different. Yeah. If Nate can handle knowing that the problem was his interaction with authority and not the actual bosses it's not the people in the position it's the roles i think you have a problem with oh yeah it's definitely it's definitely the roles because i mean so much of it just feels unfair because what is true is that like the reason i got laid off was because that company stole something got caught uh and then owed a bunch of money on top of trying to build a new thing and you know board members were like we need to tighten up the belt and so when it came time to tighten the belt they're like oh we know immediately who who we can get rid of they're like well he only works like 30 hours a month and they're like yeah well let's just do it anyway so we've got an excuse yeah, exactly sounds like 30 hours too many yeah exactly. you know it's like when you just take off part of the icing on the cake where you're just like yeah you really shouldn't have cake you're like i get it but that's the part that I can lose the most of. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't need the, the trimming of the icing. I'll just take the icing itself. Yeah, dude. The people dabbing their pizza with a napkin. <laughs> Which is truly one of the grossest things that people do. When I see people blotting their piece of pizza with like a fucking paper napkin. Like, I've, d- <laughs> gross. I've done that. I've done that. Because I've looked at pizza and been like, ugh. I don't want this, but it's the only meal I have coming. Look at that. I can see the grease. It's in the pepperoni. You know, like, I, I don't want the mouth of grease. And so I dab it with a napkin. I have for sure done exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> don't, dude, enjoy your grease, man. That's your grease. If no one's around, I'm not even eating the pizza. I just leave. I eat the pizza so no one thinks I'm weird for not eating pizza. I, I will say this, like, It's like socially drinking. I socially drink and I socially eat pizza. People whose whole personality is liking pizza has like made it okay for any time that there's like three people who are hungry. They're like, just pizza. Our solution is pizza. We're all going to eat pizza. And so if you, yeah, if you work in LA in like production, you're probably eating pizza like four days a week and it sucks. Mm -hmm. And it really (laughs) feels like you're like, what's for dinner? And I'm like, that bag of Doritos. It's three ninety nine, and you got Arizona iced tea, and that's dinner four nights a week. Oh, and you're no, like God. No. I'm never going to not get diabetes and be able to work in production unless I can get to the point where I can be like, yeah, but you can order me the salad. You guys can go have the pizza and the Doritos and the soda. I'll have the salad. I I literally couldn't do that four days a week. Like when I see Arizona iced teas, I'm like, man, I love these things. And I maybe have one every five years. Only <laughs> to give myself diarrhea on purpose. Same thing with Thai iced teas. I fucking love Thai iced tea. But if I drink a Thai iced tea, we have to hang out at the restaurant. 
until until the damage has been done. If you give me a Thai iced coffee, which I love, I will hang out for another hour and then go home and just have the emotional spins for the next eight hours. Yeah. I can't, I can't handle being around myself. The amount of sugar and caffeine in that combined, yeah. it's like I'm playing Sonic the Hedgehog until I get dizzy. And then like, I just look at the ground until I, like, I can see straight again and go back to Sonic. Yeah, that's all. I get that too. Sometimes I drink the coffee and I'm like, oh my God, my body feels like I'm maybe having a heart attack. What's going on? Am I having a panic attack? And then I'm like, oh yeah, I drank a giant coffee and didn't eat or do anything after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And by the way, it was also filled to the brim with sugar. The sugar yeah. was pretty much melted by the coffee and now my body's shaking. Have you ever drank enough coffee to where your hand actually shakes? Oh yeah, absolutely. Coffee is one of my favorite morning rituals. Whether or not I have something to do, the only thing that stops me from drinking coffee all day is that I'll just stay awake in perpetuity until I die, which I'm not, I don't want to do. So I'll stop drinking coffee in the evening. But if I didn't have to, I wouldn't. I'd just drink it and just, I just don't sleep. Yeah, I, I am exactly the same way. I would make two pots of coffee and just be like, well, I hope this doesn't kill me. <laughs> and then you go back to your room and you're like, well, what could, what could really kill me about it? You know, like it's a lot of water. I'm not putting any cream or sugar into it. So that calorie doesn't count. Yeah. No, it's just theme. Yeah. But caffeine, whatever the caffeine is, whether I know that it's good at first, but there's gotta be a point where there's too much caffeine in your body. Uh, here we go, dude. This is the part of our Joe Rogan podcast where like... Somebody... Yeah, hey, Jamie, can you pull that up for me real fast? <laughs> Look up how much caffeine's too much caffeine. By the way, guys, we're brought to you by the state of Texas. I live there now. What's up? Which, by the way, I haven't talked about it too much. On, I don't think I've talked about it at all on the podcast. I find it very suspicious that Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz's friends are going down for weird pedophilia stuff and they're like i think they're innocent hey guys let's pack up my bags and move me out of state real fast as fast as possible i think everything's perfect over here i don't know what everyone's talking about and like they just they're both moving to different states they're going away really it just seems so suspicious yeah no joe rogan's moving to texas joey diaz moving to new jersey is he the, the guys is a, uh uh what's uh mma guy which one i missed it is Joey Diaz an MMA guy? No, Joey Diaz is a fat New Jersey guy that looks like a mobster. Okay. He, he once got arrested for kidnapping a guy, but that was a long time ago, and he's a different person. And he's forgiven himself for it, and he's actually reached out to the guy he kidnapped to have a conversation to apologize, and the guy accepted it, and he accepted the apology. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's actually it's a pretty cool life story. Yeah. And Joey Diaz is very funny and very cool. But super weird to be like, nope, my friends are innocent. I'm moving back to New Jersey. And that you're is, like, that, <laughs> super suspicious. That is a weird vibe, man. It's going to be like, if I was to see a friend and be like, hey, man, did you happen to uh, see my Sharpie? And they're like, no. And then the next day, they just pack up their bags mysteriously and move to Canada. I'm like, that guy definitely has my Sharpie in Canada. Dude, for sure. This this one time when I was just a kid, I, I learned this lesson though. I learned some street lessons the hard way. I was like hanging out outside of like a venue and there were like, there were some scary guys around, you know, yeah. 
and up to my nose arose a very smelly odor. Everybody started detecting it at the same time. And one of those scary, like when people started being like, oh my, you know, sometimes when there's like a fart so piercing and you're in a group of people, like nobody ignores it. Somebody's like, oh fuck, dude, what the hell? You know, people start reacting to it. And at this moment, the dude starts walking away and I'm like, oh, you know, this guy's walking away. He did it. And he came back and choked me and pinned me against a wall. And he was like, you fucking want to say I farted? <laughs> one of my... Uh, How old were you? Uh, I was probably like 17 or 18. Okay, so you are of a chokeable age. You're not... I'm not a chokeable age. Like, I'm at the... Yeah. I'm actually at, like, peak choke. Because, like, you look... How like old do you think he was? He was probably, like, 24-ish. All right. He was older than me for sure, but like it's hard to tell how old people were back then because they were these guys were like gangstery, like face tattoos. Like I was an idiot. I mean, I should. There were many times where I should have got my ass beat and somehow didn't. Uh, but this just the occasional you know, choke. You got the warning well, chokes. Yeah, I was on the precipice of getting my ass beat, and a bigger, scarier guy was like, "You're gonna pin this kid against the wall for saying you fucking farted? What's your problem, dude?" And then those two guys got mad and he just stormed off. But he, the moral of this story was we both think he's the one that farted, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. If you don't have that, there's that guilty being in his heart that made him choke you. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> if, if I didn't <laughs> fart and everyone was accusing me of farting, <laughs> I would just laugh. That's all there is to do. You're like, oh, this is like a Farley Brothers movie. This is great. Yeah, dude. No, I mean, at the like, I can confidently look back in that situation and be like, you, you shouldn't have said that, but like, he did fart. <laughs> but also, he shouldn't have choked another person. I agree. It's with okay that. to be a little embarrassed, and especially like over a fart. It's not like it was anything like insane. Like, you know, like we've all like let one slip, and it just be was worse than we thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. We've all been there. Absolutely. Yeah. Or we've also all been in a place where like, oh, this is going to be bad, but what am I supposed to do? And so you just let it rip. Like I had those uh, Beats by Dre headphones. Yeah. And I didn't realize that I was just loudly farting all over public. Until, <laughs> <laughs> until I was like, these headphones are great. And I fucking let it rip. And a dude turned around and gave me like a weird stink eye while I was like listening to like my music. Yeah. And I was like, I'm farting loud. I'm farting loud. Like I am being a gross human being. Dude, I know that feeling where like you can feel it. You like think you're doing something in privacy and you realize it's not. And then like your heart like sinks. You're like, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, I felt that for about 30 seconds. But I was at the city walk, you know, like, so I'm right by Universal Studios. I'm just burning time at Universal Studios, essentially, without spending any money. And then yeah. I was like, I'm never going to see this guy again. This guy could live in Kansas, for all I know. Yeah. He's just like, oh, yeah, that little dude was farting at, at Universal Studios. And it, there's not even a story there he can tell a person. Yeah. And you're like, all right, that's cool. So in two minutes, we're going to never cross paths again. Actually, you know, like, all of the unrepentant stranger farts around me i do remember and share with people because they are funny <laughs> they are but also like you're never gonna spot that guy 
No, I'll it's, never see him again, for sure. It's not like you're ever going to work at a job, and they're like, this is the new guy. And you're like, dude, did you fart two years ago during the movie? <laughs> I was in the movie three rows back, and I heard someone let it rip, and I, you turned around. It was you. Do we see Avengers Endgame at the same time? You know, like... I... If that happened to me, oh my God, what a beautiful serendipitous moment that would be. I'd be like, dude, yeah, that was me farting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, there was a bunch of explosions, so you thought it was safe, and then all of a sudden the noise cut out to nothing, and you were like mid-long fart, uh, <laughs> and it kept going, and you're like, I was on a first date. Didn't get a second one. I think it was because of that fart. Yeah, dude. I, I find myself in that situation, too, where I'm peeing and I'm trying to time a fart with the toilet flush and I just get it wrong. It's like it's the flush. dumbest I've done on a first Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I know it, man. Yeah, for I'm sure. Trying to, I'm trying to segue us off of farts, dude, but I don't, you know. I'm not. I'm trying to keep us on it. Great, dude. Let's fucking stay on It's farts. a hot topic. Because I'm going to be honest, man, as soon as this thing ends, people are going to talk about politics online and stuff, or like, you know, there's just so much, now that the world has become what it's become, I like miss fart conversations. I miss, I miss watching just two cats fight on Reddit, you know, like, that's what I want. Instead, they're like posting, like they're making it political and I just don't want it. It's just, yeah, I just don't want it. I miss being mad at my Republican friends instead of having to cut them out of my lives entirely for being Nazis. Yeah, it's exactly it, dude. Like, it's, you know, I like pro wrestling because it makes me not have to think about the rest of everything. Yeah. Like, uh, that's what makes it so hard because people are like, did you watch the speech? And you're like, oh, God, I hope we're talking about Triple H. I did see what <laughs> Triple H said on TV last night, and it did upset me. Is this where we're going? Yeah, dude. Nope. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Zero no. percent. No, it's not. Oh, geez. What a, uh, what a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dystopian nightmare. Yep. Yeah, that was not the word I would have guessed if you gave me a hundred years, because I don't know the word dystopian. Dude, I'll, I'll, I got some, I'll, you know what? You know what? Spell that word for me. D-Y-S-T-O-P-I-A-N. I'm just going to have to trust you got it right. I don't know. I feel <laughs> you you could have said D-I or D-Y. I would have been like, yep. It's that's D- my boy. Spelling I put, dystopian. I made my email address pterodactyl attack. And it was like the worst fucking decision I ever made. Because I had no idea when I made that email address. I'd be like checking out at just like fucking Nordstrom Rack and they'd be like would you like us to email your receipt what's your email address and I'm like oh all right p t r uh, like 10 minutes later they're like I didn't spell it right could you do it again I'm like just you know what I don't know you know I don't know just make kill a bird just kill a bird uh, I'm not gonna we just have to litter a little bit more because my email address is too hard so let's kill a bird and get me out of this store Someone taught me something really good a long time ago, and that's to have a spam email address. You have an email address you just send your spam to, and you just give it to everybody who you think is going to spam you. And that's Mm -hmm. it. I don't check it ever. Yeah. Once every 50,000 years, there's like an email I have to go check out. 
in it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. And you go to it and it's full of just garbage. Just garbage. Just that's garbage. what that's what pterodactyl attack has become. So if anybody who listens to your podcast wants to just like email me. My email address is pterodactyl attack. Uh, I'm, my emails are really formal and businessy. So uh, I'll respond. With, <laughs> yeah, unless there's a rolling door involved. Unless there's a rolling door involved, in which case, you know, I kind of drop the formalities. But if you want to email me and talk about business or structuring business or just kind of any kind of uh, business. <laughs> yeah. So you know how people say no regrets? Yeah. Do you believe that? No. Yeah, what regrets do you have that you can think of offhand? Oh my God, dude. Okay, uh, I got a great one. I was on tour in Louisiana and we- Oh, the we, tour wasn't the regret? I thought the tour was the regret. No. Okay, keep going. And uh, we, we were staying with these people who were just- it man they were just the real fucking deal dude they were just about that swamp life like the fucking dude <laughs> name was kobe. he was wearing overalls like wait he, i missed his name what was his name kobe my name kobe? kobe they all had the heavy cajun accent like they were the real fucking deal and they asked if we wanted to go gator wrestling dude i was too young to know the the older guys were like no and i was like the older guys said no so i guess we're going to do something else Every part of me is like, I should have gone gator wrestling that night. If I lost an arm, so fucking be it. God damn, that would have been sick to go fucking gator wrestling in Louisiana with these fucking swamp people, dude. Because they were the, like, I can't, I, like, I'm not trying to, these fools were dope. I wanted to. I, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, you know what? Already hearing the story, if they were city slickers that said, hey, you want to go gator wrestling? My answer is still yes. It's yeah. The, that does not change their amount of uh, authenticity does not change the amount i would like to watch people gator wrestle do i want to gator wrestle no do i want to watch gator wrestling you better believe it <laughs> man if these fools told me how to do it i would have sent it oh did you would have done it oh yeah dude if these guys told you how to do it they're just like you know you just kind of figure it out we're all okay <laughs> Maybe not, dude. They'd have to be like, if they gave me like detailed foolproof instructions, I'd send it. If they're like, you just kind of jump on it and see. I'd be like, ah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is. It's like, <laughs> you can't count 10 anyways. So what does it matter? You're like, all right, I guess I can't count to 10 anyways. No, dude. Counting 10 is insanely difficult. You got <laughs> what, what are your regrets? Do you have any that you can just like, you know, when I think of that immediately, I just think about times that, like, I was, like, things were going well with a girl and I screwed it up for some reason. Oh. But that really doesn't matter in the long run, you know? Because you're just like, how was I to know that I wasn't just going to screw something up in another way, another another know-how? Yeah. You know, like, it probably wasn't going to work out. Like, I can remember back when Fast and the Furious 1 was in theaters, a girl I thought was, like, way out of my league asked me to see it, and I didn't realize she was, like, asking me out until, like, years later. But my answer when she asked me, I was like, I really don't like those kinds of movies. Oh, man. You know, like, <laughs> you I know, I should have just said yes. Ass, dude. But it was also like, thinking back, I'm also like, no, I just don't think that would have, she would have, three weeks in, would have been like, 
Oh yeah, Fast and the Furious is probably way more his thing than what. Like you know, like it would have just been. I don't think it would have worked out. I just don't think that would have worked out anyways. Probably not. Uh, I regret waiting so long to do stand up. That's a huge regret. I feel like I wasted a decade of my life not doing it. Dude. Uh, yeah, man. I put off hitting mics real hard and then a pandemic happened and now I'm wondering if I'll ever have the chance to do it again. I feel like a real stupid idiot. <laughs> I don't know. You got the time that you said you didn't have? Um, I mean, that's like, that's the big one is just like, so I guess my big one is I feel like I wasted my 20s just because all I did in my 20s was learn how to budget. I feel like my 20s was just working a job that I barely made any money. Learn, had to learn how to budget really well just to exist in it. And then on the other side, I was 30. And you're like, oh, that wasn't very fun. My Dude, 20s were not fun. My, my teenage years weren't fun. My 20s were kind of fun. My early 30s, I kind of, uh, I don't know. It was, it was shallow fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I just remembered? The thing that I used to, when I first started doing mics, I felt real confident walking on stage and just without anything written down and just fumbling through something. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to start to write stuff down to get better. And that kind of tripped me up because it never felt good. Enough. And then uh, the thing that really just absolutely shattered my confidence at a mic was the one I went to with you where that, uh, a poor girl was going through some fucking shit, man. And she just had that absolute breakdown on stage. And then the it guy- It's so bad that I don't have any memory of this. I've seen so many breakdowns. I'm not sure which one you're talking about, but keep going. Yeah, that's okay. So this, this chick has this absolute breakdown on stage where she talks about just like, well, whatever. She has a breakdown on stage and it's like, it's like heavy. It's not like a ton- Wait, is this the one where she said she should have killed herself last week? And she doesn't know why she didn't. And she regrets not killing herself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. I like this story. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. And the guy who's like, the guy who's like uh, hosting the mic is like, all right, uh, Aaron knows how to be funny. We'll put him on next. And then you like, you know, you did what you did and you brought, you know, you brought some people back and then you went out. But like the, the, the tension in the room had not been cut. Cause also there was a guy they like had some sort of contest to have a random person come up and do the mic and nobody laughed at him. And, the, and he turned on the audience and started blaming them for not laughing at the, his jokes. He was a dick. So that yeah. happened. And then this chick having the breakdown happened. And then you went to cut the tension and then you went outside to talk to the girl. And it was me in the room with the strangers. The host comes up to me. He's like, all right, uh, you're up. You better be funny. And I'm like, uh oh, bad news. I'm not funny at this yet. Uh, and I just fucking bombed so hard. It, dude, it was like I've never felt more uncomfortable and terrible on stage. And then I never went back up again. That was it. I was like, oh. that was the last. That was the last one I did. Oh, dude. There's okay. So the great news about stand up rock bottom, yeah, is you've you've already done the worst. You've already had the worst. Yeah. That's the best. That's behind you. Yeah. Damn. The only thing that can happen is that again. And that's fine because you survived and you're, you're still here. You're doing yeah, it. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Like, it, it sucked. Like, uh, it was a truly horrible feeling because mm-hmm. at the audience, 
had just started. You know what? For people listening, I'll explain what that feeling is. That feeling is when you have headphones on and you don't realize you're farting in public and someone turns around and you realize you're farting loudly, except it's five minutes and you have to keep farting until the light turns on. And that guy stares at you while you're loud farting the entire five minutes. Dude, so what I did was I, I didn't want to bounce. So I stayed until the light came on. And then I was like, you know what? I'll give a minute back to the room or whatever. It was clear the room did not need the minute. Like, I think the... <laughs> Nate Alexander. Uh, you, if you like this and you hadn't heard, he was on episode three. He's a very funny, silly guy, and I invited him back to have another funny, silly conversation. Like, when I asked Nate to do it, specifically my mind was like, it's time for a silly one. And so, I, yeah, because every time, like, working with Nate when we did it, KOD together, it was great. It was just silly times all the time. It was always fun and, you know, and sometimes productive. Sometimes, not all the time. Uh, yeah. There he was. That's our silly. Uh, if you guys were offended by anything I said, you guys can DM Nate at Larry Jalapeno on Instagram because it's his fault, not mine. His fault. Okay. Uh, anything else? Oh, yeah. I got pins. If you guys haven't seen on my Instagram, which I'm sure some of you have, I have pins and stickers on my Instagram. Uh, you can Venmo me $10 at Aaron M. Marsh. And send me your address. Without your address, I can't get it to you. The amount of people who have sent me Venmos where I got to DM them and be like, hey, where am I sending this to? Um, even if I know you. I don't, you want to know how many addresses I have memorized? Mine. That's it. That's it. And my grandparents. Because they've had the same address my whole entire life. That's it. That's it. Uh, but yeah. If you DM me $10, you get three stickers, one pin. I think they all look cool. They're all over my face, so it feels really narcissistic to say that. But I think they turned out great. I'm really happy with them. So, that's that. I'm Aaron M. Marsh on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of the things. My next episode coming up is Willie Mack. He's another silly, fun guy. I uh, recently did a game show with him. I did Chris Kidder's game show, who's also going to be on an episode. And we had a blast. I've talked to him in the background of many comedy shows we've been on. Like we talked before and after our sets and just goof around and giggle. And then when we were on the game show for an, two hours together, we giggled the whole time. Which, by the way, if you want to look that up, Willie Mack, Aaron Marsh, Chris Kidder. I'm sure the only thing that shows up is a Chris Kidder's game show. It's two hours of hilarity. I really had a good time on it. Chris will be very happy to hear that. He's all, like I said, he's also coming on. That's what's happening in the future on this show. Guys, thank you very much for putting up with me. And thank you for listening. And I said it backwards again. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong. Whether I find a place in this world or never belong. I've got to be me, I gotta be me, what else can I be?